0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup: CRV, HRV, pilot, passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.
1: I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is
0: HomeSense, anyway?
1: Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's
0: a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the table? No chairs, too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans,
1: planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices?
0: You save a lot at HomeSense. This
1: is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cop Table podcast where tonight we are going to be reviewing the, the United game from the weekend, previewing the, the Burnley game on Thursday evening and also looking ahead to the to the Manchester United game in the FA Cup at the weekend this coming Sunday. So joining me once again is Jay Riley, you can get Jay on Twitter at the Cop HQ. If you want to give him a follow on there, and also with us tonight, once again we have Paul Joyce. Paul is the leading sports correspondent for the Times, and has uh, kindly agreed to join us once again on the cop table. So, thanks for coming on again, lads. How are you? No problem.
2: Yeah, I'm all right, Pete. You know, a little bit disappointed from Sunday, but you know we move on, and we've got a game on Thursday now. And it's very important that we get the three points as ever.
1: Yeah, well, that's where we're going to start off Jay but just have a little look back to the to the game at the weekend with yourself and Paul. If you want to go first Jay and just give us your thoughts on the on the game against Manchester United. I thought myself first half we we created quite a few opportunities but Nothing clear-cut, if you like. I thought on one occasion there Roberto Firmino could have played in Andy Robertson, who, who was in acres of space, and would have been a, a more ample opportunity to score, if you like. And then second half, we, we sort of huffed and puffed again, didn't we, And and didn't create many chances. And to be honest, United probably created the the clearest chances of the game, didn't he? And two great saves from from Allison in the in the second half. So, just give us your thoughts on the the performance on Sunday, please, Jay.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, going into the game, I, I was very confident, wasn't I? I thought Liverpool, this was the opportunity to sort of like put Manchester United in their place, really, and no bigger motivation than to see them top of the table. And Liverpool needs to get their act together and. I just thought, you know, the first twenty minutes, half an hour or so, Liverpool were on top. But you quite rightly say there, you know, we didn't really create enough. I know Firmino you know, had a couple of openings, and he probably should have done better. Certainly one one chance that he should have scored when Mo Salah put it into his path. And obviously, you know, is Zeffel on goal was poor, really, and the one you'd also say where he maybe should have played Andy Robertson in as well. But like I say, it was a bit frustrating, and Manchester United always looked a little bit dangerous on the break. But we knew that. Goal Into the game. I mean, I look at Manchester United, and I was quite critical of them, wasn't I, on the previous podcast, saying I don't think they're very good in midfield, and they're not great defensively. The amount of goals they've conceded this season, you know, Liverpool should really should have been there for the taking, in my opinion, especially because Liverpool had had you know plenty of rest for this game, you know, nine days preparation, and as I say, after half an hour, it just fizzled out, and and you're quite right again. Second half, we huffed and puffed, but never. It really looked like we were gonna, you know, break the deadlock. And if anything, Manchester United did have the better chances of second half. I mean, Fernandez had a couple of openings, didn't he? And Pogba had a chance as well. And right at the end, I mean, Buffer, Fabinho fantastic interception on Rashford's. You know, all day long, it looked like they were going to get a winner later on. He should really have played Cavani in and. You know they have got the threats going forward. That's the thing about United. They have got goals in the team, and I think, you know, all things considered, you're coming away from the game very disappointed because you want to get the three points. But really, I think you know a point was probably a fair result for the for both sides, wasn't it? And they were probably frustrated themselves because you know when you look at Liverpool's team, you've got like two central midfield players playing at centre back and. It's just a farcical situation now that the three main centre-backs that we've got at the club, two of them are on long-term injuries, the other one's made a prawn crackers and we never replaced Lovren, Taysian Lovren, in the summer and <clears> just <throat> infuriating really and it just goes to show in, in a big game like that on Sunday, Klopp didn't trust you know, Nat Phillips or Reese Williams, did he? So it's it, it, it just baffling to me that they're not trying to get a, a centre-back in, in this month and I know that Liverpool are very meticulous in the transfer market, the scouting network that they've got. You know, they don't just, it's not under knee jerk. It's always a case of like, you know, they're very meticulous in who they select and who they choose. But why not make use of the loan market? Because we're crying out for a centre back. And, you know, it's one thing losing Fabinho from the middle of the park. But when you're losing Henderson, your captain, who's, you know, the driving force really in the middle, he's the legs, isn't he? That would probably enable Thiago to look a little bit better um you know it's just infuriating. it's frustrating the life out of me and yet again coming away from a game where with have a blank you know the forwards aren't they're not firing they're lacking in confidence certainly Bobby Firmino anyway but like just Salah you know just looking a little bit disinterested at times you look at Mane you can't fault his effort he always tries his heart out but you know even he's off the boil a little bit and you know, it's just not not happening at the moment, is it? You know, one goal in four Premier League games, and nobody would have ever have thought that could have happened to this group of players. But I just think when you've got issues throughout the team in terms of players playing out of position, it doesn't help because the team plays it ten yards deeper to protect the back line because there's no proper centre back there. And I know Fabinho's been absolutely outstanding, but the call light today is still a central midfield player, and we're missing him in the middle of the park, aren't we? So. Very frustrating, but you know, there's not really much we can do about it now. We have to put it to bed and hope on Thursday against Burnley we can get three points.
1: Yeah, that's spot on. Go on, Paul. I mean, sorry, I'd yeah, I'd agree with, with a lot of what
0: Jay said. I think it was a continuation of some of the performances we've seen, maybe for the for the last month, really, where they've not really had the spark mm. going forward and um yeah, but the games they've got coming up now, the you know they need to try and click back into gear and you know find that spark again, really.
1: Yeah, and we've gonna to touch on uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, but while while we're into the conversation now, and and Jay mentioned about the situation with the with the centre back and out covering and long term injuries, um, just gonna ask you, Paul, what what's what's the thinking behind this? That, in your opinion, is it a Liverpool? Like Jay says, are they that meticulous <clears throat> that they're going to wait till till the summer? Or is it a case of Jürgen Klopp is, is happy to go with, with what he's got? He's he's not prepared to go and bring somebody in on a short-term deal or, or a loan, as Jay yeah. says, with thinking that it's not going to be any better than, than what he's got. Um, there's there's a lot of pros and cons to this, isn't it? But just just give us your thoughts on to, to the reason and why you you think uh, the, the club hasn't gone into the market. I think I think if they were going to sign somebody, I think it would have happened
0: by now. Being being frank, I'd be surprised if something crops up over the la- over the next sort of fortnight. Um, I think it's partly to do with availability, partly to do with price, partly to do with wanting to get quality and not getting um, stop gaps in that would that would or signing a stop stop gap and then when everybody's fit he sort of becomes surplus to requirements. I know you know Jay mentioned then about the loans but it's quite difficult to, to pinpoint a lone player who could come in um, and and you know do the do the job really? You know, I mean, we've all everybody sort of said for a while, probably from the van, from the moment Van Dyke got injured, that you know it's a big challenge for Liverpool. And it's a big challenge for Clap, and shall they go and sign somebody? But you know, myself included, we, we've we've not come up with a, a name of somebody who's available at a price and is going to improve Liverpool. I think we've all said go out and get a defender, but we've not identified who that player, player should be. So I don't think it's as easy as just, you know, going out and and, and finding, you know, it's not as easy as we make it sound is, is what I'm trying to say. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think obviously we know that they're very careful in the market and they want to get it right. And I can, and I can understand why they don't want to sort of just deviate from, the plans, the way the way that the strategy has worked, transfer strategies worked for them over the past, well, since Klopp came to the club. I can I can understand that. And it's it's you know it's there's pain in the short term, but they they see it as um, you know, why should we move away from something that's been so successful for us. And I do think the the financial repercussions of the pandemic are also in the in the thinking as well. Um, you know, we you know, there's no real sign of of fans getting back into the grounds, um, so I think that will continue to have sort of knock-on effects on the transfer policy, unless somebody um, who can generate a fair bit of money decides to decides to leave. Really, so yeah, it's not ideal, and I think Klopp has said that in in if the circumstances were different, he would he would look to bring somebody in, but equally identifying somebody he he could get um, is more difficult.
1: Okay, cheers, Paul. Right, so just moving on to the um, to the Burnley game then, Jay. What's what's your thoughts ahead of this game? I'll, I'll just see uh, Klopp setting up the team and. Obviously, Joel Matted might be coming back into the side, but do you see many changes uh, other than the name starting, coming in for, for, say, Henderson, who may move into the midfield? Well, I
2: mean, to be honest, as I've touched on before, I think it's, it's a bit farcical, isn't it, really? that. Turn off your laptop.
0: We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation.
2: Wondrous selection,
0: helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
2: We've got two centre centre midfield players playing centre back, or we did on Sunday, and I really would like to see Fabinho in midfield as well. I mean, maybe this is the type of game at home to a Burnley, a combative Burnley side that like to sort of like bombard you with you know, balls into the box, set pieces and what have you, and they're quite physical. Maybe this is a game for Thiago to sit out and have Fabinho in the middle of the park with Henderson and Wijnaldum and maybe go with Phillips, centre back with Mattup, because, you know, that's the thing with Nat Phillips. He's a big big tower and lad, isn't he? He's decent in the air. If you remember back to when we played West Ham earlier on the season, he chose to go with him, didn't he? And he played quite well, didn't he? And also Matap six foot three as well. If he's going to be back for this game another aerial presence in in our own box so maybe that's the way to go and it just you know it sort of like mixes things up a little bit in the middle of the park and gives us that little bit of you know we, we need something to change don't we at this moment in time it's not clicking and it's a bit frustrating because you look and think you know Thiago's a wonderful footballer but he started a couple of games now and you know, he's, he's not being like, you know, the way we all thought he was going to be. And I think it's a lot of it's down to trying to protect the defence as well. He's been playing sort of like his, a number six, which is not really what what his role's all about for me. He's more of a playmaker, should be playing a little bit further forward. So maybe if Henderson was in the middle of the park with him, it gives him that, you know, the legs are around him, really. But I know what I'm saying there that I'd probably take him out for this game with the view of obviously the Tottenham game next week. We've got also the FA Cup game on Sunday. Day against Manchester United but I'm just not sure whether or not Klopp because he knows now we're chasing our tail a little bit you know we're trailing Manchester City at the top we're trailing Manchester United Leicester have gone above us as well so maybe he feels the need to keep on playing Thiago and starting them but you know, we've seen ourselves the impact that he's made from the bench. You know, he was fantastic coming on against Chelsea early part of the season. Fantastic coming on against Newcastle, albeit we never scored. But he was brilliant in that twenty minute cameo appearance. And maybe this is the type of game where you can put him on the bench and bring him on with half an hour to go or something, and mix it up a little bit because we need something to change. And the frustrating aspect of it is we're going to have to still go with the the, the normal front three because Jotter's not quite ready to return yet, and. You know, this is the thing again, infuriating because this is the type of game where you'd like to mix it up and maybe give Jota a run out or whatever if the option was there and available. But you're looking in reserve, thinking who else have we got? Arigi, Minamino, who both of them flatter to deceive, don't they? You know, Minamino's career at Liverpool just hasn't really got going. Arigi just looks totally disinterested, like his head's elsewhere now. He's never been the greatest, but you know, he scored some crucial goals in his Liverpool career, but I just think at this moment in time, he looks like a player where his head's elsewhere and he knows he's gone in the summer. I mean, I thought he may well have gone this month, to tell you the truth, but doesn't look like there's much sign of that. So, he'll probably be gone in the summertime. But this is what I mean we're lacking options in the forward area. So, you've got to go with three forwards who are sort of like out of form, and Nick. And, you know, it's not ideal, is it? we all thought the Villa game in the cup against their kids might have been the type of game where they could have built a little bit of confidence. Mo Salah scored one, Mane got two, but it just, you know, they didn't kick on, did they? Because as I say, nine days later, he played Manchester United and couldn't hit a barn door. So, you know, it, it's just, as I say, at this moment in time, that the key word for me is frustrating. Um, and, and I do think he needs to to mix it up a little bit, but that's what I would do. I, I, would, I would put Henderson and, Fabinho in the middle of the park with maybe Wijnaldum or something and then you know go with two proper centre-backs for this game because if there's one thing Burnley will try and do, they'll try and hit us with set-pieces. Now, normally Liverpool are good from set-pieces when Van Dijk and Gomez are there but you know obviously they're not available to us are they no more so that's why we've started to become a little bit more susceptible when it comes to set-pieces and balls into the box as we've seen against West Brom they're equalising goals so I, I just think I'd go with proper centre-backs for this game and, and mix it up a little bit and have a little bit of a shake-up and play proper midfield players and see what happens because something needs to change.
1: OK, cheers, Jay. Yeah, and just touching on what, one of the points that we came across before, Paul, is, is the interview that Mohamed Salah's done in the... I think it was with a, a Nor- Norwegian uh, yeah. TV station this week, wasn't it, saying that... Yeah. He's happy to see out to the rest of his career and the, the basically the balls in in Liverpool's court. Um, what's your take on this? Is is this sort of Mohamed Salah sort of edging for a move, if you like, and and saying if he, if he does go, then it it will be purely Liverpool's decision. Um, or do you see there is remnants behind the scenes that, that Liverpool are pro- maybe prepared to cash in on this summer and, and invest elsewhere in the team like they have done previously with the likes of Philip Coutinho and and he brought in Van Dijk and Allison. Do you see a, a similar situation arising in the summer with, with Mohamed Salah?
0: Um, I think I think my interpretation of it has been you know for,
1: you know is it about
0: a new contract maybe? Um. The difficulty that he's got is that he's had one contract since he came to the club. The current contract has got another couple of years to left left to run on it, and, and Liverpool, um, since they signed Van Dyke, Allison, and Fabinho, haven't given them new contracts. Um, so they would arguably be in the queue for Salad in a way I mean I don't I don't think I think Liverpool you know the contracts are heavily incentivized, so I think it'll have been well rewarded over, over the past years um, I find it a bit unnecessary if, it, if I'm being honest I think you know with everything that's going on um, at the moment to sort of give these sort of coded messages in the, in the foreign press and um, I just just find that it's not really what what Liverpool need at the moment. It's not really what Jurgen Klopp needs. It should be about head down, you know, trying to get your form back, trying to get the team back to winning ways. And I think Liverpool have shown in the past that they've not really been slow to reward any player. Um, The pandemic, again, um, complicates matters um, because it's very expensive to, to um, extend these players' contracts, I think in the summer it was around about 2018 when it, when they did a lot of the new deals. Um, Salah, Mane, um, maybe Trent, Joe Gomez. Yeah. There was a, there was a period when when they did a lot of lot of deals, and um, you know all of those in total was was about another hundred million pounds. Um, on the, on the club's finances, really. So, you know, it's not cheap ex- extending these players' contracts. And my view is I'd just be fair for Mo Salah to sort of, you know, just get back into that, into just refine his, his best performances on the pitch. And and I'm sure if he wants to stay, then Liverpool and ensure he stays. Um, yeah, it's a bit of noise that I don't think the club needs at the moment, really.
1: Yes, it's... It's not often Mo Salah does, does interviews, is it? And the past, what, well, four or five weeks he's done two now, hasn't he, with, with foreign uh, based journalists? So it just, there could be work of an agent behind this. Uh, I'm not too sure 100%, but it just seems to me that, like you say, it, it's unnecessary at the moment. He should be focusing on the team and to, Put talks of a of a contract on hold till till the end of the season, and then talk about that when when the football's finished. But yeah, like you say, it's well, the, the, unnecessary you, distraction.
0: Yeah, the other thing about it is that um, if you're if you're thinking of giving you contracts, well, you don't you you know you don't necessarily know if you're going to be in the Champions League next season. So you know that has to come into the thinking as well. So I just think the time's not really right yeah. for all this. He's going it, it runs until the summer of 2023. Is it, is it some ploy to, to try and get um, a move elsewhere? I'm not so sure because, you know, you know, everybody will have an idea of what, what Mo Salah's worth in the, in the current market. Um, and it is that how many clubs are going to be able to afford that fee in, you know, every, every club around the world's struggling for money now. Um, you know is mbappe going to um you know and, and don't forget you would be signing if if he if a club you know if if there is interest in him in the summer it's going to be a club that signs 29 year old you know mbappe's not signed his contract yet so i think i think as you said Dan i just think it's you know it, it's just unnecessary at the moment to be talking about players contracts and um it it has been eye opening really to to see the two interviews come out not really sure how they've come about because um you know certainly from a from an you know an english press point of view we, we don't get to speak to any of the players at the games now because we, when when there is no mix zone after matches or anything like that so it um yeah it's just unnecessary in my view.
1: Yeah, just give us your quick take on on the uh the Mohammed Salah interview that he's done this week as well, Jay. What's what's your thoughts behind it?
2: Well, as you said before, it's very rare that Mo does interviews, so it's gotta be a little bit concerning to the reasons why he's doing it because there's got to be an ulterior motive, in my opinion, and whether or not that's a, a new contract or whether or not it's he does want to move away. And to me, when when I look at some of his performances this season, he just looks a little bit disinterested at times. And you can't argue with his goal-scoring record. He still scored quite a lot of goals, albeit some of them are penalties. But you know they all count, don't they? And you know he's up there, top top goal scorer in the Premier League this season still, even though he hasn't scored for a few games. And it's just baffling to me why he would do it, because, you know, it's just, unless he's been tapped up a little bit by Madrid or Barcelona, I mean, there's all the talk of Messi, isn't he, on the way out this summer on a free transfer, so maybe he's looking, thinking he could go there and replace him, I don't know, Um, you know, Real Madrid's are always a team that, they're a club, aren't they, where they've got so, so much money that they, they always sniff around, like, the top players world stars and maybe there's a thought that he could go there he could end up at Real Madrid or you know as Paul said there about you know, Mbappe hasn't signed a new deal at PSG and he's still only 22 isn't he you just never know PSG are the type of club that have got loads of money as well so maybe they'd fancy someone like Sally. and if Mbappe does want to go and he won't sign his new deal then we'll certainly have him Anfield, but like I say, it's, it's just intriguing really because he, he's on a good wage as it is. I think he's Liverpool's highest earner as it is and it's all incentive-based, isn't it? And he obviously triggers a lot of that because of his performance levels and scoring goals for fun. So gets all the goal scoring bonuses and stuff, doesn't he? So I, I don't know what's going on. It's a strange situation. Um, it's something that we could certainly do without because we're in a little bit of wouldn't say crisis, but we're struggling at the moment, aren't we? And now we've been dislodged at the top of the table, and we don't like it, and, you know, we are. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane
0: Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and
2: Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And
0: right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code... Tank 10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code Tank 10. Visit
2: propanetaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. The champions, after all, but it's going to be difficult this season out to retain the title. We've got a fight on, really, haven't we, for that because the form's not good. You know, we're not winning as many games as we used to winning. Um, and it just doesn't help, really. I mean, the disharmony, there might not be any. We've always prided ourselves under Klopp as having a, a really strong dressing room, the spirits being good throughout the squad. And this, this can't help when he's sort of like, you know, things like this are happening. And it's ever since that interview that he had in Spain that Liverpool, ironically, have, have started dropping points and drawing games. And obviously, we lost the game against Southampton and performance levels haven't been great. And, you know, it's probably just a coincidence. But... It just doesn't, something doesn't seem right to me. Um, and maybe he's looking at it thinking, you know, he's 29, isn't he, soon? And it's potentially his last big payday. I don't know what his big last con- long, last contract that he'd get at Liverpool, whatever. But it's certainly not helping matters at the moment. And, and like I say, it's compounded things with the perfor- poor performances by the, the actual team as well. So, as I said before, I go back to the key word that he used. It's all very frustrating
1: yeah a very frustrating time at the moment with with the performances on the pitch and and the little distractions like that that we've got at the moment but just going to um just before we go we're going to have a little talk about the the game against Manchester United in the, the FA cup at the weekend. Um Paul what what do you see a sort of lineup that Jurgen Klopp's going to produce in this game do you see him mixing it up obviously we play on the Thursday and we we only got Two days to recover, haven't we? Until we, till we go again against United on on the Sunday. So, do you see this uh, an opportunity for for Klopp to bring in the likes of Minamino, Origi, Oxley, Chamberlain, James Milner, and and players like that? Or do you see him similar to what he did against Aston Villa and, and surprise everyone and, and go with a yeah. with a strong side? I was re- I was really surprised he went so strong
0: at Aston Villa.
1: Um.
0: I don't see him going that strong now because as you said um it's basically two two days recovery from the from the Burnley game and also because the Tottenham games on the on the, the horizon you know four days after that so I think it will be more of a mix and match team I think you know players like Minamino and um um Milner I could see Kelleher in goal um I th- I think there's there's one or two players maybe still need to get get a bit of rhythm. Um, you know, probably Tiago is still trying to trying to work out you know how to how to link up with some of the players, learning about their runs and everything. You know, he's only only started three games for the club, so he, he's still going to be you know trying to find his rhythm. So I think it'll be a a mix and match team. Um, I'd be really surprised if it if 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 it's the same sort of strength as you put out against Aston Villa because I think probably the Tottenham game is the is the more important game because I think that if you get through this round as well that not you know if you get through this round the 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 um fifth round of the cup is in between Man City at home and Leicester away um not saying he'll he'll want he'll want to be out the competition but. I think the league league performances and league league games are of priority at the moment. Um I think club Jurgen Klopp said at the weekend about the first priority is to make sure uh the club solidifies top four place and and you know there's a there's a tricky period coming up with with, with teams in and around Liverpool. So I think personally I think the focus will be as much on uh the Tottenham game as as Man United at the weekend and I'm sure that's probably the same for Man United in a way I'm, I'm, you know they've made changes tonight I'm just trying to think who they who they will play um, next week after the after the um, the cup tie themselves I'm just going to have a look now they play Sheffield United at home so on the Wednesday so it's not as big probably not as as great a test as, as Liverpool will face so maybe they can i uh, to play a stronger team. Um, mm. Also, they're not in the Champions League, so there's probably a little bit more riding on it for 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 Man United. In a lot of ways, the 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 game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, well, just give us your your thoughts on that one, Jay, on um, on Sunday the FA Cup tie against United. What's what's your prediction for the for the starting lineup there? Well,
2: yeah, I mean, obviously last week I was very confident, wasn't I, going into the, the league game, but I always thought the FA Cup game was a terrible draw for us, really, getting Manchester United away from home, because, you know, you go into you, you know the way it is with the FA Cup, with Klopp, because, you know, Liverpool very rarely get past the third or fourth round in the competition, because he always tends to prioritise, doesn't he, the Premier League and the Champions League, and, you know, it's financial reasons the reason he does it, and it's frustrating because, you know, growing up, we all loved the FA Cup and what have you and, you know, it's it's still a prestigious competition to win but the, the facts of the reality are there's, there's no money in the FA Cup nowadays so it, it's not as important as it once was and this is the thing, you you'd only have to look at most other clubs, you know, there's always like changes and it's not like the full strength teams is what it tends to be for Premier League games and it's just frustrating really that we've ended up getting Manchester United because it's smack bang in the middle of of important Premier League games and he's going to have no choice really but to make changes for this game against them and like I say even last week when I was confident going into the league game I always had the fear in my mind that this game in the FA Cup could have been really close maybe a draw go to extra time penalties and whatever but you know the the reality of it is there is a real big chance that we could lose the game because I do think United have got easier games they've got like an extra day preparation because they play on Wednesday this week and obviously Liverpool play on the Thursday and then of course that Liverpool have got a tougher game next week then because we've got spares and they're at home to Sheffield United. So you know all, all the onus is on Manchester United for this game. They're going to be the favourites going into it really because Liverpool will make changes. Even if United make changes, we all know Liverpool have had injury issues this season, and Manchester United have as much as we think we're far better than them. Have got better players than them, a better starting eleven than them. They've got a deep squad, haven't they? So, you know, when they make a few changes in their team, it's still fairly strong, isn't it? So it's it's one of them. It's difficult to predict, really. I do think... Alisson will still be in goal. Oh, I can't see him playing young Kelleher in goal for the game. I do think Alisson will start because obviously he's going to expect to come under pressure being at Old Trafford and stuff and that you know the, the firepower that they've got. Because you'd imagine someone like Cavani will start this game. He didn't start the league game against us. So he will make changes. But Cavani and Greenwood potentially could start, couldn't he? And you know, they're both full of goals. So, you know, I do think Allison might start the game. I do think also Tiago might, because as I've said before, I think he could sit the Burnley game out and could play against United just purely because of the opposition, with Burnley being a physical side. So Tiago may well play, but you probably would be looking at the likes of maybe Shaqiri, Minamino, um, Curtis Jones, Oxley, Chamberlain. You know, maybe even potentially Nico Williams at right back because Trent's not being great as he of late and. Maybe this is the game for Nico Williams to to have another start at right back. Um, Shimkus is back in training now, so whether or not he play left back as well, you're probably going to have one of the kids at centre half. And yeah, well, I say kids. now Phillips is 23, but he's he's obviously quite inexperienced. But you'd imagine him or Rhys Williams would be at centre back, if not both of them. So. Look at the end of the day, it's it, it's it's a nightmare draw because you know you don't want to lose to your rivals because that's what Manchester United are to us. You know historically, that our biggest rivals at the moment it's Manchester City. It has been modern day rivalry with them, but Manchester United is the historical rivalry, isn't it? And it's it's horrible to think that we're going to be going to their backyard in the FA Cup with a, a weakened team or more than likely going to have a weakened team, and God knows what's going to happen, but. As I say, just the way it is, unfortunately, it's a terrible draw. We've just got to get on with it and hope and pray that we can get through it somehow and maybe we will get a good result, who knows. But first and foremost, we've got to concentrate on our bread and butter and that's the Premier League, isn't it? So we need to get a result on Thursday and and quite rightly, going into the game on Sunday against United, there's always going to be one eye on the the game against Spurs. following on Thursday as well, so that'll certainly play a part in in Klopp's thought of a team selection.
1: Yeah, then we have our our friend, old player Peter Crouch to thank for that draw, don't we? As well, could have been a lot easier for Liverpool and home draw against the lower less lower league side, should I say? But yeah, very very tough draw away Manchester United in in the next round, and yeah, it's one of them where we just have to go and and we see what happens, really, isn't it? And there's not a great deal riding on it apart from. From um, going into the next round, isn't it? So yeah, be interested to see what lineup we go with in that game. So yeah, that's gonna uh, where we're gonna wrap up the the podcast tonight, lads. So just before I go, just say a big thanks to Phil, Gav, all the lads at the LFC Daytippers for putting out our podcast on their their platforms. Don't forget to keep up with the No More Knives campaign with Paul Bentley doing lots of great work in the in the Liverpool and the Merseyside area fighting the the knife crime and doing lots of work with the young lads and, and people in the um in that sort of field. So yeah, don't forget to keep up the, to date with the No More Narge campaign. So thanks very much, Paul, and thanks very much Jay for joining me tonight. Pleasure to have you on again, lads. No problem.
2: No problem. All the best boys. Yeah. Hopefully we yeah. get a decent win on Thursday and see what happens on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, so that's the Cop Table podcast. Manchester United League review done, Burnley preview, a little bit of transfer talk, and uh, I look forward to the Manchester United game on Sunday. So thanks everybody for for listening and we'll be back with our, our next podcast in the very near future. So see you all soon.
0: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.